Welcome to a live preaching message from Lighthouse Chapel International, Manhattan, New York. Lighthouse Chapel International, Manhattan is the Apache branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International Churches in the United States of America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Put your hands together for our talented solo artists. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you blessed?
falling in love with Jesus is the best thing you ever did. Hallelujah. You know, you can fall in love with all sorts of stupid things. You can fall in love with all sorts of stupid things and stupid people. But falling in love with Jesus is the best thing you ever did. Amen. Hallelujah. Come, let's prove the offering. Yep, that's the best thing you ever did. And how many enjoyed the all-night prayer? It was too powerful. I mean, even though I must confess, yesterday I was tired. I slept all day yesterday. And I said to myself, it's a sign that it's a long time since we have an all-night prayer. But the Bible said, that though the outward man perish, the inward man is renewed. When I left the place, I knew that, Charlie, spiritually, some major things have been achieved. I said, some major things have been achieved. So next week, Friday, we are praying again. I said, next week, Friday, we are praying again. This Friday, okay? 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Hallelujah. You see, when you do something that the demons tremble, you don't stop it. You keep on firing. Hallelujah. So this is our year of greatness. Amen. And you shall be great. I say you shall be great. And uh, like I was saying, one of the keys to, you see, underneath, underneath every greatness is the blessing of God. Hallelujah. Underneath every great achievement is the blessing of God. If God doesn't bless, you see, whatever you are doing, if God doesn't bless it, it will not work. Hallelujah. You can have your own plans, but God has to bless it. If the Lord does not bless it, it will not work. Amen. And um, one of the keys to even become great or to do well in life is the anointing. Hallelujah. Is the anointing. Hallelujah. We talk about the anointing, 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 anointing. What is, that? What, what is the anointing? See, if you really want to know the anointing, look at Acts 10 38. The, in Acts 10 38, the Bible says, How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Hallelujah. So when we talk about the anointing, the anointing, the anointing simply means the presence of the Holy Ghost upon your life. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. It means the Holy Ghost upon your life. That's all. Hallelujah. So what we say, that's what we are seeing. So we are, uh, and that is why the book that we are using to fast and pray. How many, how many know what, we are, what book are we using? How many have it? How many have it? I hope there's some at the back. Rather, do you have some at the back? They are not aging, but I think okay, we'll finish the fasting and prayer. But you can also buy it online. Come to Pastor Davis. We are all high tech. Just go online. It's only $5 online or something. That's all. Very cheap. $5. Go online. You know how to buy eBay. You've been buying your sneakers and your shoes from eBay. How much more? Amazon. Amazon. I don't even know. Amazon. That's where they buy the things, right? You see, you will buy your makeup from Amazon. Go and buy a book from Sephora. <laughs> this Sephora, you, I'll talk to you about it later on. It rings a bell in my ear, so I'll tell you why. <laughs> Between you and I, we will talk about Sephora. <laughs> Hallelujah! It brings it brings some stories back. So you, <laughs> it's private. <laughs> Are you hearing me? So let's. 
buy the book and let's read it and pray with it. Amen. So we're talking about how to be anointed. How many want to be anointed? How many want to be anointed? You see, I can explain to you. Some people don't. Well, uh, me, I don't want to be preached. I don't want to become a preacher. So I don't need, you see, the anointing is not only for preaching. You don't need the prayers of God in your life to preach. You need the prayers of God in your life to do well. Hallelujah. So it's not only preachers who need to be anointed. When people hear anointing, oh, anointing is for preachers. No. You need the presence. Go and read Psalm 89. Psalm 89. David was the king. David was not a pastor. He was the priest. He was not a pastor. He was the king. He was an army general. And he listed the benefits of the anointing. But a small part of it has to do with preaching. It basically means God with you. Hallelujah. So, this morning, for a brief moment, I'm going to teach us about, we are using the steps to the anointing. Okay? The steps to the anointing. How to be anointed. Do you want to be anointed? I said, do you want to be anointed? Do you want the oil of God? I want you to preach back to me. Do you want to be anointed? Say, I shall be anointed. Say, I want to hear you. I shall be anointed. And I shall be great. Say, I shall be great. Tell the person you are sitting by a great person. Tell anybody you are really sitting by a very great person. Hallelujah. So, today I'm going to talk to you about, um, I'm, I'm preaching through from the steps to the anointing. And I want to share with you what we prayed uh, Friday about how to persist. Okay, okay, how to persist. How to persist until the anointing is put to use. Hallelujah. Yeah. Oh, it's also, you can call it uh, chapter 7 of steps to the anointing. How to persist. Chapter 7. How to persist. If you have the book. Let's read Matthew chapter 25. Matthew 25. Verse, from verse 1. Can you put Matthew 25 on the screen for me please? Jesus Christ is talking about the kingdom of heaven. And he says. Then shall. Maybe we should all read so that those of you who are sleeping will wake up. One, two, go. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their oil lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Continue reading. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. Hmm. They that were wise, they, they that were foolish, took their lamps and took no oil with them. Hmm. But the wise took the oil in their vessels with their lamps. Hmm. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. Hey. And at midnight, they arose, there was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, 
and the door was shut. Oh! Ouch. Say ouch. Say ouch. You see, Jesus Christ is saying the kingdom of heaven is like this. Hallelujah. This is how the kingdom of heaven operates. So he told us this story. Okay? The kingdom of heaven. How to do well. You see, he, he, he said this is how to do well. This is how to do well. This is how to be anointed. This is how to prosper. Hallelujah. You see, the ultimate in the kingdom is to meet the bridegroom. Hallelujah. That's the ultimate. You want to be there when the bridegroom comes. You want to be present. You want to be a partaker of the party, of the blessings. Because until the bridegroom comes, have you ever been to a wedding? If the, until, you, see, you can go and wait at the wedding, you can sit there and wait for even two hours. Until the wedding starts, there's no reception, there's no food, nothing is said. So the real enjoyment is when the wedding begins. Do you know that? It doesn't matter whether it took you five hours to get there. If the person doesn't come, the wedding doesn't begin. And most, most weddings, this one, this one, the bridegroom came at midnight. I don't know when the bride will come. In fact, every wedding, usually the bride comes late. All the weddings have officiated, the bride comes late. There's only one wedding that the, there's only one wedding that I did that the groom came late. Oh, it wasn't easy for us at all. I remember that wedding. It was new work. Because every wedding, usually the groom comes. Then we are waiting and then the bride will come. But this one, the lady was sitting in the car waiting. At the point, we were wondering whether the guy has changed his mind. <laughs> we sat there and sat there. Oh, he came only like, the group, he came only about Almost like three or four hours late. It was bizarre. So, so, so at the point we were wondering whether and what made and, and what made it worse was that even the bride was somebody who had I think he had a, he had, he had married before it didn't go well things didn't work out so yeah so this was the second time so it was like. It was more like deja vu. So when the guy came, when the guy came after that wedding, I said, ah, I have never seen something like this before. So where were you? Say he went to the barber shop. <laughs> <laughs> he went to the barber shop on the day of his wedding. And when we saw the hair, we didn't know why he went to the barber shop. <laughs> but that's why he told us that he was at the barber shop. <laughs> that's the only, that's the only way. That's, I've never seen this one before. That a man rather than the groom comes late. This one, the groom was coming late. Hallelujah. And the benefits, the steps to the anointing. The Bible, the Bible said that there were ten virgins. Are you hearing me? There were who? There were how many? So to begin with, 
virginity is required. And I keep on preaching this the whole of the first part of the year. Virginity re represents holiness. It represents purity. There's so much immorality going on in the church that we are missing the anointing. I'm preaching, yeah. And I've been preaching since 31st. Because God kept on laying on my heart that we cannot enter into a certain greatness, a certain power, with the, if we are not pure and holy. Hallelujah. That, so, he said, the ten virgins were invited. It means the qualification for invitation, it must be a virgin. Yeah. Yeah. You must be pure, you must be holy. Here, it represents holiness. Because the Bible says, without holiness, no man can see God. A lot of charismatics have become taking sin for granted. When we, when I became, when we were young and Christians, when you see a Christian sister, you can vouch 99.9% that she's a virgin. But today, you may have to change the ratio. 19, the 99.9 .9 can be reduced to 19.9, according to Michelle. <laughs> Michelle is a mathematician. He said, we can lower the 99.9 .9 to 19.9. <laughs> yeah. But let me tell you something. The Bible says, without holiness, no man can see God. Hallelujah. That is why as we enter the new year, you see, the prophet came that it is our year of greatness. And, I'm and the Bible is showing that, look, a certain holiness is required to be great. Amen. It is, it, is, it is when you don't know your future or your destiny. That is why you misbehave. Hallelujah. Yeah. A certain holiness is required. So the Bible said, 10 virgins were invited. They were all virgins. Hallelujah. Yeah. It means without holiness, without purity, okay? Without holiness, without purity, you cannot see God. You cannot enter into a certain level of greatness. Because let me tell you something. At the end of this, it's God who blesses. It's a blessing of God. Hallelujah. And if you are engaged in activities, that takes away God's presence in your life. How can God bless you? Seriously. Hallelujah. So the life you live is very important. Tell your neighbor, the life you live is important. Yeah. And the Bible said that all things are naked before God. I don't know, but since the New Year has been present for my heart to preach this message over and over again. All things are naked before God. Hallelujah. So let us be pure. I said, let us be pure. Let us be holy. And when I say holiness, what? Sexual holiness is very, very important. Okay? Sexual purity is very important. It simply means that when you are not married, don't have sex. You're not saying amen. Say amen. Yeah. You are quiet. Yeah, that's what it means. It simply means that no marriage, no sex. Amen. That's what it simply means. Hallelujah. Yeah. And, 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 and God requires it of you. Hallelujah. Otherwise, you see, otherwise, 
you will not enter into a certain level of greatness or destiny. Yeah. Of course, it means other things too. It also means other holiness also means other things too. Yeah. Being pure means other things too. It means that it means that you don't have more unforgiveness. It means that you are not wicked. Because some people are wicked. Simply wicked. Hallelujah. It also means you are not proud. And arrogant. Hallelujah. That's what the Spirit is saying. So 2017, because there's a great future for you. Live pure. Tell your neighbor, live pure. Say, live pure. No marriage, no sex. You think I can say it? I will say it. You think I can say it? I will say it. I will say it. Yeah. Because it brings demons into your life and lowers your destiny. Hallelujah. Holiness is required. Amen. Then, I'm sharing with you. Then the Bible said that, so they all went. But even though they were all holy, sorry, even though they were all virgins, the Bible said that five of them were wise. And the other five were what? I said five were what? And the other one five was what? Foolish. Hallelujah. So we are going to look at this, why five were wise and five were foolish. You know? Yeah. Five were wise and five were foolish. And the word there wise means, uh, the, 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 the word wise, okay, from the Greek word phronomis, phronemos, phronemos, okay? Phronemos. That's what they say. It means to be sensible or practically wise. That's phronemos. To be sensible. Some of us, even though we are Christians and we are holy, we are not sensible. Practical wisdom. Phronemos means practical wisdom. Hallelujah. Because no matter how much uh, spiritual you claim to be, if you don't apply practical wisdom, your life will not matter much. Hallelujah. Practical wisdom, phronemos. Some of us are too theoretical. We live in this abstract world that is practical wisdom. Phronemos, be practical. This thing that I'm doing, how much will it pay me? This course that I'm taking, where would it lead me to? Is somebody hearing me? My health. Practical things you can do for your health. Hallelujah. This food that I'm eating at this time, how will it affect me? <laughs> this food that I'm eating at this time, at my age, how will it help me? Yes. 
Yes, and I know you prayed over the food. Father, I sanctify the food. Yes. <laughs> I know you prayed over the Father, I sanctify the food. But, you, but sanctifying does not take away the calories. <laughs> I sanctify it. If there be any point. No, sanctifying does not take away the calories. Yes, you said you will bless my food and water. Yes, it's blessed. But that does not take away the calories. <laughs> yeah. Practical wisdom. That is why, you see, that is why we, I'm preaching practical. Phronemos, practical wisdom. That is why even, if you are a Christian and you have high blood pressure, please take your medicine. Okay? We believe in divine healing. But until you are divinely healed, Take your blood pressure medication. That is practical wisdom. Unless an angel comes to speak to you that, my son, from today, stop the medication. Because a lot of Christians have, it's not practical. It's, 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 it's not even faith. I believe God. Why your pressures keep on going up? Until one day, pop, you have a stroke. Then I have a problem. Take the medication. I believe in divine healing. But until then, take your medication. Take your diabetes medication. Take your asthma pump. Because, what, you see, some, recently, not long ago, no, about a couple, yeah, not long ago, somebody called me also. There was a convention. She believed God, she had been healed. I said, Great, I pray for you. But as she was, he was suffering from asthma. But as she was talking, I could hear her whistling on the other end. I said, Listen to me. I believe with you, but go and take your pump. <laughs> I just told her, listen to me. I believe with you. But please, just take your pump. Because I could hear, you know, someone had asthma. I could hear another. Head. I said, hey, I believe God with you, but please take your pump. <laughs> Practical wisdom. Amen. See, otherwise, the gift and the talent, you, 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 your life may be cut short unnecessarily. Hallelujah. Practical wisdom. You see, it is practical wisdom that will make you marry young. Oh, yeah. You, you don't know that. It is practical wisdom. Because you ask yourself that at my age, if I don't marry at this age and I keep on postponing, by the time you marry, you find that you have created another problem. You can't have a child because you are too old. Because I know someone who said, Look, Charlie, look. I am, I am married. At this stage, I must marry because I want to marry, have children. But if you are not practical, you may take it later on. Then after the marriage, now we have to go for convention and miracles for you to have a child. I'm preaching here. No, you see, what I'm, you see listen, this phronemos. It's practical. Being realistic. Practical, it's, it's, it's practical as well as say, look, this is the church I belong to. This is the sister that are there. Let me choose one. But when you are not practical, you'll be thinking of somebody far away. It's not practical. <laughs> I should stay there. You have all these fantasies of Mr. This thing coming on a white horse from, from the North Pole. Please. The men that you are married, they are here already. Just choose one and let's move on. You have 
practical. You are, you are so, you know, you are looking for some guy coming off a white horse somewhere. From the way. From the way. So, so, so you keep on, you keep on ignoring the ones that are around you until you find out that all, by the time you come back to yourself, they've all been taken. Be practical. You see, you are more likely to marry from your cohort. More likely. I should tell them. All of us, we got, when we got married, because I met my, you see, we're in the same cohort. I met my wife in the university campus. We're in the same fellowship. Bishop met his wife. It's a cohort. So you meet your wife, your, your partner from your cohort. So those of you, and this is your cohort. Cohort is an English word, C-O-H-O-R-T, cohort. Be practical. Be practical. Tell your neighbor, be practical. Tell her, Phronimus, be practical. Phronimus, you like Phronimus. You see, it is practical wisdom that will tell you that, look, you can't afford to stay here. There's a practical, you are looking for a white man to marry with your black face. <laughs> How many properly educated white men will marry you? Have you thought about it? No, 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 no. You see, I'm talking about You look. How many properly college educated white men will marry you? Usually when you, I mean, not, not all the time, but usually when you see a black woman with a white man, the guy says some white trans that you pick up the road. Really the good ones? Go and do your research. I said go and do your research. Usually when you see. Is it a good message? Is it practical? Yeah. <laughs> Phronimus. You see, other than that, you see, a lot of time, the, only to, you find out that by the time you realize, time has passed. Hallelujah. Yeah, practical wisdom. Can you pay for this? Practical wisdom. Practical wisdom will make you say, look, even, 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 even the young ones, listen to me. Practical wisdom. Choose what is even going to school. Do, choose what you are good in. Okay? Not what you like. You may like something, but you are not good in it. <laughs> Do you hear me? You may like something, but you are not good in it. Oh, I like to do this. Well, you're always getting a D. So choose what you are good in. Because at the end of the day, it is not, it is not what you like, but how you perform. Amen. That's what you don't know. You can testify to that. So find the subject that you are good at and run with that one. So true. Yeah. Oh, I like this. I like this. You, you see, you cannot live off what you like. You live off what you are good at. <laughs> because when I was young, I liked to play soccer. I really like soccer. 
like soccer. I tell you, I like soccer. But my mother said, uh-uh. I don't see where you're going to go with the soccer. Because instead of studying, I'll be going to play soccer. My mom said, mm-mm, mm-mm. Compared to, even though I like soccer, compared to the people in the neighborhood, I mean, they're only choosing 11 players in the, in, the, in the team. How good are you to be in that team? <laughs> so my mom said, mm-mm. He took my ball away, seized my ball. Banned me from playing soccer. Then I started studying. Practical. And that's why I'm here. Because I could have played soccer. Because the guy, I could have played soccer. You see, if I was good enough to become a good soccer player, that would not, but I wasn't, I, even though I liked it, I wasn't good enough. You like the message? Yeah, friend was. I was good and I liked soccer, but, and, and, and I could see. Because in my neighborhood, the guys who were good, one of the guys was a Kofi Abre, if you know him, he was, I used to play with Kofi Abre and, and Abedi Pele. They were national players. You see, I used to play, but I wasn't as good at their level. So my mother saw that even though you like it, you are not good. Is somebody hearing me? Tell your neighbor, be practical. Because I've seen a lot of people, you see, I've seen a lot of people waste their time doing things that they like, but they're not good at. If you are good at it, we will see. I once told a guy, I told one of you, always playing basketball. I said, listen to me. I like, I like the game, I like the game. I said, listen to me. I have not seen your name in the local newspaper. <laughs> I have not seen your name because the kids who are good in basketball in, the, in high school, their names are in the local newspapers. Every Sunday, I have not seen your name in your local newspaper. Yeah. So you better go, that, that's what I said. So I said, so better go get an education because even though you say you like it, I don't think you can make a career out of this. Yeah. Because you see, as I, because I knew, I knew somebody who was good at, uh, what's his name, um, Tabitha. Tabitha, 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 Tabitha in New York Church. I, 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 from a young time, she used to come and play at Madison Square Garden all the time. So I knew that she has, she's good at it and has a career in it. But this person, I've not seen your name in the local newspaper before. Michael is the same. Michael played football. Even at a young age, I could see his name in the local newspapers. Scouts were recruiting him. So, if I have not seen your name in the local newspaper, instead of going to school, I like the game. You like the game for what? <laughs> be practical. I say be practical. Hallelujah. Hey, my time is almost up. Huh? Yeah. For Nemo's. Be practical. Practical wisdom. Practical wisdom will tell you that, look, where you are living, you can't pay for it. Is somebody hearing me? 
Practical wisdom will tell you that this girl is too high for you. <laughs> Am I preaching to you? I said, Practical wisdom will tell you that this girl is too high for you. Yeah. Exercise thing. As you look at her, her hairstyle and her makeup, do you think you are there? Haven't you heard the saying that monkey play by sizes? Are you her size? <laughs> Be practical. Go for your size, okay? Hallelujah. Yeah. Phronemus. Practical wisdom. They were, they, were, they were practical. Hallelujah. Let, let me finish. Then quickly, there are nothing. The Bible said that. And the other five came to ask them for oil. Say, share your oil with us. Share your oil with us. Okay? Give us a bottle of oil. And the Bible said that. Go to that verse. I won't talk about extra oil now because my time is up. You see? Let's look, all of us look at this verse carefully. Okay? It says, no, no, go back. The verse that you showed me. No, 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 no. But the, but the, the verse that, but the, here, look at this verse carefully. The foolish ones came to ask them, no, there were five, okay, there were five, okay, F- ten, five here, five here, you understand? And then five of them, they are all got finished. Listen to me, we are friends. We are all parties, we are all invited to the wedding. And, you know, I just ran out of oil, you know, you're my friend, you're my buddy. You're my friend, you know. You all were invited to the party. And I just ran out of oil. So please, can I take some more of your oil? Then, have you thought about it? Have you thought about it? We're friends. We're friends. We all left for the wedding. We all went to the, the salon. We all did the makeup. We all did the makeup. We all had the invitation card and everything. We all, we all went to Sephora. <laughs> we all went to Sephora. And we had the wedding. And we were all expecting that the guy would come at 10, but somehow he didn't come on time. So I ran out of oil. So please, and I know that you have some extra. What will be the, uh, uh, please, won't you give me some? Will, will you give me? Huh? Will you give me? Why? Your friends, why won't you give me? Well, I'm sure you have a revelation. The revelation is that the Bible didn't say, it didn't say, and the wicked said no. They didn't say the wicked said no. Most of us will say you are wicked if you don't give it to me. Don't you think you are wicked if you don't give it? You are friends. So you will describe, you will describe that saying no as wickedness. But here the Bible does not describe them as wicked. He says they are wise. Sometimes it is wisdom to say no. 
<laughs> yeah. Saying no, sometimes, uh, saying no is not because of wickedness, but you are wise. It's wisdom. The Bible called, it, they said not so. It means that your, it means that your inability to say no is sometimes a sign of foolishness. You can't say no to everybody. Everything, yes, yes, yes. And it's killing you. Sometimes you must be able to say no. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Some of us have a problem with that. We can never say no. You can never say no. See, and it's killing you. And the Bible doesn't quote, the Bible says that you are not wise. Because if you look at the context here, the natural thing to do is to share. So you think that by sharing you are wise and you are kind. No, you are foolish. There comes a time you must be able to say what? I said there comes a time you must be able to what? Say what? See, more so, I'm showing the revelation, more so, when you have taken the, see, the about extra oil, more so when you have, you have made the extra effort and the person did not bother, now they want you to share. More so, you have taken the time to make the extra effort. Because they carry the extra oil. You have making the time. You see, that is, you see, I'm talking, there comes a time you must say no. That is why those of you who came by plane, unless you didn't come here by plane, when you sit in the aircraft and they are giving the safety instructions, the safety instructions, uh, in case of emergency, what, they, they talk about the air. And one of the things that they say, that say when the mask drop and you are with a child, put on your face. Make sure that you can breathe before you attempt to put the one on the child. Because when you cannot breathe, you can't save anybody. How much money do you have? Where do you stand? How far have you advanced that you are beginning to take care of other people? You must learn to say no. I'm practical. <laughs> I once told a brother, I said, ah, what are you doing? He said, he's building a six, I mean, 10 bedroom, huh? 10 bedroom house in Kumasi. I said, ah, you, you are here, give you school, give you your rent, you can't pay. You haven't been to school, you are building a 10 bedroom house for people to live in. For his mother, 10 bedroom. You see, so that's the delusion. So he ends up not being able to go to school, not being able to do anything, and then wasted all his time. Whereas if he had been able to say no at that time and use the money to educate himself, he can even help them better in the future. Yeah. Tell your neighbor, sometimes I'll say no to you. <laughs> I said, tell her, sometimes I'll say no to you. And tell the person, I'm not being wicked. I'm being wise. <laughs> I don't mean that the wife should say no to the husband at night. That's wickedness. <laughs> Phronimos doesn't go there. <laughs> I guess someone no, I don't mean that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Is somebody hearing me? It is wisdom. Amen. 
is wisdom. Because otherwise you cannot stand. I told this particular brother, I said, ah, where's your money? He said, I am building a 10-bedroom house for my mother. Now, look, I'm not, I'm not, I am all for building things for your parents. You should honor your parents. But I'm telling you, look, I think you are doing the wrong thing. Because by doing so, you cannot do advance yourself. And true, and like, like prophecy, true to that, it, he wasn't. He was, he was a very smart guy who could have done something for himself. You see, and one of them, if you establish yourself, you can take care of others better. I say, when you establish yourself, you can take care of yourself, others better for a long term. That's why the plane says, they say, put the mask on yourself first. When you can breathe, you can take care of oh, you yourself, you can breathe. Then you want to give other people something. pay your fees here, you won't take care of a family in Gabon. You will choke. So sometimes it is wisdom to say no. I said sometimes it's wisdom to say what? No. Alright, we'll continue. I'm not out of words. I'm just out of time, so we'll continue. <laughs> Hallelujah. Stand up to your feet. Let's close. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Pray, pray. We are in a season of fasting and prayer. See, pray, pray to God. Let's pray a few minutes. Let's pray. Pray that God will give you the wisdom, the wisdom, oh God, the wisdom. Sometimes to say no, the practical wisdom from Moses, from Nemos. Kali masanda ria baba, jendeli mama kanda ria baba, nimi kende ria baba, kaiska makama kama, kendo li mama sanda ria baba, jendeli mama nimi kondo ria baba, yenali mama sondo ria mama, jendeli mama 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 mama. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. That I have heard your word, God. I need practical wisdom. I need practical wisdom. I need practical wisdom. I need grant me practical wisdom. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let the power, let the power. Let the power, Let Thank you, Holy Spirit. With every head bowed and every eye closed. If you are here, you are in the service this morning and you are not born again, you are not saved. You have not given your life to Jesus Christ. The Bible says that what shall it profit a man? You see, don't make assumptions with your life. Don't think that you, you are, don't think that tomorrow is guaranteed. Tomorrow is never guaranteed. Tomorrow is never guaranteed. You have only but today. And the Bible says that except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. Your friends may be saved. Your parents may be saved, but you yourself, you are not saved. Your colleagues may be saved, but you are not saved. 
And it's an individual affair. So for a, for a short moment, with every eye closed, every eye closed and every head bowed, you want to be born again. You want to be a Christian. Not just a church attendee, but a Christian. Please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Please, all of who are coming in late, they should stay in the hallway until I finish the altar call. I beg you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Altar calls are important to me. Very, very important. No movement. No movement. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Make sure that you are born again. If you want to do that, just lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. You want to give your life to Jesus, lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. You want to be a Christian? You want to be a Christian? Lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. Most Heavenly Father, we thank you for this service. Thank you for salvation. I pray that people will be saved. And nobody should live here and go to hell. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Put your hand together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's invite people to church so that they will be saved. It's very important. Because people are perishing. Please sit down. You want to bring your first and best to the Lord. We hope you've been blessed. For copies of this message or other such messages, please write to us at tapesandpublications at yahoo.com.